That's Katy Perry and Teenage Dream. The time is 2.09 and welcome back to the programme. It is the 123 show with me, Sadia, and it is a Thursday and it's after two o'clock, which means it is time for Chinwag. Let me welcome <laughs> Yuki back into the studio. Good afternoon, Yuki. How are you? Hi, I'm okay, Sadia. How are you? I'm good. Great. I'm good. And Thanks it's all so. the better for seeing you because yeah. you've got um, an interesting subject. What's your subject today? So today I'm talking about um, mental health of teenagers. Um, mm-hmm. As we know, um, now we are in a pandemic and then um, the issue of mental health has been on news very often these days. So I guess now it's, it's a really good time just to talk about it. And then um, Sadia just sent me um, an article earlier to talk about, um, which is from The Atlantic. And that's about um, why American teens are so sad, which I think there are several interesting points in the article that I think is quite relevant to the Hong mm. Kong. Yeah, I just kind of saw the article and I thought, oh, I, I mean, the headline was that, you know, they're just saying that teens, American teens are really sad and there are lots of cases of depression. So so what did you get from that? I mean, I hadn't actually read it through, but I left mm-hmm. it to you. <laughs> so what, yeah. what are we seeing then? Um, so there was, um, the writer quoted um, a new CDC study, um, which says that um, now... 44% of high school students saying that they feel persistent feelings of sadness and, and hopelessness, which rise from 26% to 44 Wow. which is like almost a double increase. Mm. And so, but then the writer actually raised a really interesting point that I want to point out to all of you is that um, actually this is not a new thing. They were saying, many, now many people are saying that, oh, it's because of the pandemic. Pandemic must be the the actual cause of this rising trend, but then the writer actually thinks that the pandemic is just a catalyst. Mm-hmm. And this trend actually happens um, way before the pandemic, and which I think is very interesting, and I agree with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably a situation that's that's been developing over time anyway. The pandemic may have just kind of reinforced some of those things. So so what is the situation? I mean, like, you know, are teens more liable to have these problems in terms of feeling sad and depressed? And why? Um, the, the author mentioned four points, and I would like to go to... Um, the first two points first, because I think they are the most relevant with the Hong Kong society. Um, one of them is that it's simple. The world is getting more stressful. And then now we are seeing more news on 24-7. We have we, 24, I mean, now we are accessible to news 24-7. Mm-hmm. And, you know, news are, tend to be sad and also dramatic. So basically... Is that that teenagers tend to receive all the bad news, um, and they are more concerned about the environment that they're living in. For example, now they've got gun violence in the U.S. and climate change is always an issue, and now we have the war going on, and also politics, like everything. So I think that's one of the most reason why now teens are getting sadder, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel it more relevant in Hong Kong, as you know, we, we've got the 2019 unrest. And then I feel like teens nowadays are getting more politically anxious. Not anxious, but then they are more focused 
on politics than ever because they feel like it's most relevant to their life and everything that they're living in is related to politics. And I think it's, I mean, to me, it's definitely one of the things that would make me sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I suppose, you know, as we mentioned about the pandemic and stuff, a lot of the whole social aspect of things, it's only today and it's just significant today that, you know, some of the social distancing rules, restrictions have been lifted. But that's a major thing, I think, certainly for young people that if you can't go out to work because work is is a major social area, isn't it, that you go and you see people and you meet. Um, so that must uh, it must have really had a, a detrimental effect, I mean, without a doubt. Yeah, I think so. I think socializing is definitely a main part of um, human beings. Like we have to socialize to get informed or even just to make ourselves happy. And obviously um, the school was closed before and students may not have time to socialize with their friends, even though they, they can use social media, but it's different to do it face to face. And I feel like that now even the schools are going are resuming it's it's kind of difficult for students to get used to a new mode again like being from uh, like from isolated to now going back to the social world um i i heard from a teacher before saying that now is actually the most um key point to for stu- for students and children because they are going through so many things and they may not be able to get used to um, meeting people now because they have been alone at home for so long. So they might get anxious or it's just, I think it's just, I think the pandemic really add a lot of pressure and also change, it, cha- it totally just changed their lives. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, as you were saying earlier that, you know, these changes were happening anyway. Uh, and the pandemic has probably made it worse. But I think social media generally has been a major catalyst here because, you know, so many people have kind of quite insular lives in terms of they look at, you know, they look at Facebook pages, they're influenced by what people are saying on their Facebook page. It's not all true either, like, you know, um, how people are feeling. And so it seems as if, and, and you know, I, I find that like if I'm just in the MTR, for instance, um, if you look, if you just lift your head up and you just look in the MTR, there is not a head that is yeah. not bowed down mm-hmm. to a phone, yeah. really. And it yeah. is literally that's that. What, yeah, we we are so really just kind of submissive to these phones. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't got the article here, but there was a recent article about how, you know, it's kind of the effect of bad news that mm-hmm. we continuously read, how it can almost brainwash you and, mm-hmm. and, and thinking, you know, actually, if you look out, the world is there. And yeah. and we go through cycles, mm-hmm. don't we? And and I'm sure things will improve and things will get better. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure people who went through SARS or through other pandemics thought that was the end of the world, that it's not going to get better, but it did. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to get out, and maybe the social media aspect thing is limit your social media. How about you? I mean, are you using your phone a lot? Do you check the news through your phone? Yeah, I, yeah. I- Maybe because I'm I'm working in the media industry, so I tend to read news a lot, and I also subscribe to different news outlets, so they always keep pushing um, news notification kind of stuff. And I'm also kind of a phone addict, so I feel uncomfortable if I don't have my phone with me. I think it's kind of like a modern problem to my mm. generation, as we are so 
addicted to scrolling phones, um, Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, TikTok. I'm sure that we find it weird if we are not reading yeah. the, the social media. And then it feels like, oh, everyone is talking about something. If you're not talking about it, you are the outsider. So we always have to catch up and we cannot be left behind. I think that's sort of the mindset that... So is this, no. this must create a certain amount of anxiety yeah. and, um, and unrest among teenagers. Yes. But also this thing about, you know, support, that what kind of support is available? I mean, you, you're obviously looking at your phone mm -hmm. constantly, but, you know, and you're discussing things that you see on your phone with your other friends. But then it is through social media, isn't it, that you're doing that? Not picking yeah. up the phone or seeing them personally or anything like that. Not very much so <laughs> lately anyway. Yeah. And I feel like another problem about social media is that you're always comparing with each other. Like now KOL, like key opinion leaders um, are everywhere on Instagram or Facebook. So you tend to like, you want to be like them. You want to be popular. You want to be as good as them. And mm -hmm. that certainly creates an anxiety among teenagers as well because everything is about is about trend is about popularity mm. you want to be included in a group so you have to catch up you have to be pretty you have to wear the same item that's on my idol mm. i think that's sort of it's kind of toxic to me mm. i try to stay away from wanting to join the crowd but i can't because it's just, I don't know, it's you just unstoppable. Yeah. yeah you can so in the article, are there any kind of solutions? What do they say that what can be done about this? Or is there something that can be done to influence it? Sadly, there's no solution included in the article. Mm -hmm. But then I think, I think mental health is such a hard issue because here in Hong Kong, we barely talk about it. Um, but when I was in school, we don't... It's more like a taboo to us. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about it. Um, it's like, it's, it's just weird that we just don't talk about our feelings. And obviously, my um, back in my secondary school, quite a number of my call, uh, quite a number of my classmates, they got um, mental health issues that they have to drop out from school. But then we always just talk about, just say, oh, oh, he can't continue the study, and then we just. And no more. yeah, just we yeah. just move on. So I feel like it's there's there's certainly something that we can do, but then maybe it's maybe we just don't know what to do. And do you I, think there's not enough support um, available? Like, so for instance, if you feel this kind of anxiety, should there be some sort of an outlet where you can go and and say, look, I feel this. What can I do about it? Is that is that what's needed? I I think so. Um, obviously now counselling. Um, services are more widely um, available in Hong Kong. Um, back in my middle school, we always have a social worker working as a counsellor um, in the school. But then there's certainly um, a thing that sort of, if you go to find a counsellor, it's kind of like a shameful yeah. act. Again, there's a, it's yeah. this whole taboo attached to mental yeah. illness. I mean, I find it quite, you know, it is 
quite uh, amazing that, you know, generally if somebody has an illness, because it is visible, because, it, you know, you can say, oh, yes, I have this problem with my leg mm -hmm. or from my eye or whatever, people can see it. Mm -hmm. But because mental health is so invisible and people just don't know, and it's also a very difficult area to understand mm -hmm. that people are wary of actually going towards it because they don't know enough about it. Mm -hmm. But I think the more open we are to be able to talk about it yes. is important, especially among young people. Mm -hmm. I mean, would you, you know, as a young lady, like, would you, if you were feeling these uh, pressures, is that something that you would go to your mum to or, you know, your dad and say, well, look, you know, or your brother mm -hmm. or whatever and discuss it? Is that something you would or um, no? Not really. I usually would just go to my friends and I feel like now I'm in my 20s and I feel like, oh, I have I'm I'm a grown up now, so I have to deal with my issue myself. I want to be independent. I can handle this. But now I think this might be wrong because not everything like you can't deal with everything yourselves. And there's another thing that I want to raise is that counseling services or psychiatrist services is kind of expensive to us. Mm hmm. It's like maybe like thousand thousand dollars like for thirty minutes. Yeah, so, yeah, no, so I, you can't. Not everyone can afford it. Absolutely, yeah. That's and right. I feel bad for those students because they have too much to handle. They have to they have to focus on their schoolwork. They have to deal with a lot of stuff that they might not put their mental health as their first priority because they've got so many other things that they have to deal with first. And I think this certainly we have to change this. Maybe we have to just teach our kids that, oh, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be anxious. It's just that you have to tell people or even, actually it's just simple. You can just share with your friends that, oh, oh my God, I can't continue study because I'm so anxious about my exams. Mm. I think sharing is the first step that to handle the issue. No, you're absolutely right. And and I think half of the problem is when you bottled it, bottle it up and you don't tell anyone about it. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, you know, it's worth looking into what is available. I mean, there are a lot of NGOs as well. That's another thing. And I think these days, you know, with Google, that you can actually look at, you know, you can find out where the NGOs are who may be able to support you. There may be other, you know, hotline numbers and things like that. But, but it's really important, one, for, for people just to accept the fact that, no, this is something I can't handle mm -hmm. and I need to deal with that. So uh, any other kind of issues from the article that, that stand out which were different, say, uh, in the US compared to Hong Kong, for instance? Um, not, um, I think there are, there are certainly other points that were mentioned in the article, but I think they're all relevant to Hong Kong. Um, there's another point that I think most relevant is that um, parenting is somehow adding more stress to their children because now parents all want their children to go into the best school. So they sort of take care of all the things for them. They sort of uh, they sort of um, made um, plan all the timetable for them, but that's actually make children grow even slower. So they may not have their own um, ability to handle harder stuff. Mm. And certainly in Hong Kong, you know, academics is obviously the biggest thing for students. And in Hong Kong, we've got a term saying that you have to win starting from the racing line. Uh, so I you have to... So 
it's just very well, difficult. I think, uh, Yuki, you've just hit on a subject which we are going to have to talk about next time you're here, yeah. and that is parenting. Yeah. <laughs> and the different views that we have and the different way you can you can be parents. So, Yuki, thank you so much for coming in today. And that was really interesting. And certainly if you've got any updates, do come back and tell me. But I think parenting might be our next subject. Sure, of course. <laughs> thank you ever so thank much. Thank you, Sadia. All right.